Our gospel paints a very serene and peaceful picture. But I'd like to take a step back and think about what just happened to Mary right before this passage. It was when the angel appeared to her and said, Will you be the mother of God? And she said, Yes. So she has just been told she's going to be the mother of God. And then the other Gospels also make it clear that when she tells this to St. Joseph, he's not exactly sure how to respond. Through either unworthiness or embarrassment, he thinks to, uh, says, uh, put her away from his home to, to uh, separate from her. But then an angel appears to her, appears to him and explains things. But here Mary has just been told she's going to be the mother of God. She's kind of trying to work things out with Joseph. They're trying to put their own home together. And she travels out in haste to visit her relative. She goes to the hill country, which would be like leaving here to go up to Perry County. I thought it was funnier than that, but (laughs) maybe it's because I'm from there. But... But also think about the other things that were, must have been on Mary's mind at that point. It doesn't really tell us about this, but think about the fact that she had to be wondering, what are her neighbors going to think? Here she is, a newly, uh, newlywed wife, and she's leaving her husband to go and visit a relative. And then they're probably wondering, so we've heard she's pregnant, but is it, is it really his child? And now she's going away from him, so maybe it really isn't his child? And she's making this long journey by herself up the the hill country. She's not taking an Uber or anything. She's going on foot to visit her relative. And she doesn't even know whether her relative is going to be happy to see her or not. Is she going to welcome her or is she going to act like many of her relatives and neighbors and say, hmm, not so sure about that Mary. So I'm sure she's worried about that, and she's worried about will it be a safe travel, and what's going to happen in the future, and all those different things. But she still goes. And it's not that she says, well, I guess I should eventually get there. It says she traveled to the hill country in haste. She didn't take her time to get there. She's just heard that Elizabeth is, uh, is pregnant, and so Mary knows that she needs help. And so she goes right away to help her. And because she went right away with love and grace and peace in her heart, she brought an incredibly beautiful gift to Elizabeth. She brought the gift of Jesus Christ growing in her womb. The Word of God incarnate, the first person that Jesus visits, it's Mary, it's Joseph, and then it's Elizabeth. All because Mary was willing to say, there are all these other things I could be consumed by or thinking about or held back by, but love calls me to go forth, and so I will. And so because of that, she greets Elizabeth, and Elizabeth, all that happens is she hears Mary's voice. And she and her unborn son, John, are filled with joy. Just by the the sound of her voice. The only person who gets excited to hear the sound of my voice is my parents, Corgi. 
You make do with what you get. But my friends in Christ, if Mary had allowed worldly concerns and worries and fears to drive her life, to control her heart, the last thing she would have done is go to visit Elizabeth. But she allowed herself to be sent, directed by God, by that invitation to charity. And, you know, and it feels like ever since we first heard about the coronavirus, it's been like every day there's something to worry about. But I think God intended for us to hear this passage in a very special way right now as we hear a lot about, well, things might be getting worse again. There's a lot of reasons to be afraid again. People are really at each other again, divided over, uh, you name it, they're divided over it. Yet God wanted us to hear today's gospel to know we cannot live in fear. We cannot allow fear to drive us to anger and rejection of others. We cannot allow our hearts to be hardened to the needs of others. The message of the gospel, the need to serve in charity, is as real today as it was and in this day of Mary's life. So, my friends in Christ, we must ask for Our Lady's help and intercession. It was precisely because of her great love for God and for others that she conceived Jesus Christ, our Savior. It is precisely because of that love, that selflessness, that facing of fears with the help of God that she merited to be taken up, to be assumed body and soul into heaven to experience now the glory that awaits us on the day of the resurrection. And if we want to share in that, it's plain what we have to do. When the fears created by or found in the world face us and confront us, we have to say, no thanks. I live for Jesus, and with him I am unafraid, because I know he provides for me, that he watches over me. So no matter what comes our way, no matter what we face, no matter what comes today or tomorrow or next year, we must imitate Our Lady, proclaiming always the praises of God with our words, absolutely. But first and foremost, with how we live. Not like the world, which says, take care of yourself first, but rather live like Jesus, who laid down his life in freedom, in peace, so that we might know love and freedom in turn. There's a beautiful prayer that Father Persing shared in his video uh, this past Friday. It's a phrase from St. Elizabeth Ann Seton. I'd just like to conclude with this prayer. 
We know certainly that our God calls us to a holy life. We know that he gives us every grace, every abundant grace. And though we are so weak of ourselves, this grace is able to carry us through every obstacle and difficulty. Trust in God's grace and all will be well.